I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to, like, check it or not, but, uh, um, Well, what is this one? It's Deck the Halls. Oh. Deck the Halls with all the holly, Remix. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it, fam. Oh, man. Oh, geez. All right. Well, this is episode three. This is, we've been recording for a grit. It's been a minute. Uh, we took a brief, we took a brief, I don't know, snack break. It wasn't quite lunch, I would say. Yeah, it was, it was, snack, a, little, it was a snack break. A little, little nosh break. Yeah. Um, I had some leftover gnocchi. I don't know what you had. I assume you had some. Oh, I had, um, my sister came over this past week and oh, she so made had... me some pumpkin chai cookies. Um, they, they, uh, imagine a pumpkin loaf from Starbucks, but like in cookie form. Very delicious. Really Shout out to Libby. Hey, Libby. I don't think Libby listens to the podcast, does she? Um, she fought, uh, I don't know, actually. I hey, Libby, ask. do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> she started, she, um... Subscribe to your Patreon. She did do that very sweetly, and she did. She tell you what she asked me? No. Oh, okay. So the reason I had so I had Paige when she told me that her sister was visiting. I had her ask if if her sister was excited about the upcoming very special scene, um, <laughs> in in Concerts Glory that I have advertised <laughs> and got well a lot of feedback on. Let's just say. Um, and, uh, and, and, and you faithfully reported that she said yes. The reason I had, I had you ask that though, Paige, is because out of nowhere, Libby messages me and is like, hey, um, my friends want to know how it's possible that you wrote a 50 page oral scene. And I was like, (laughs) I have one answer. And that answer is. Theodore was raised by lesbians. <laughs> and he ain't a quitter. Incredible. So that's that's your end. In case you're wondering, that's how that happened. Um, and, uh, you know, that's so your sister subscribe to the Patreon for that. Incredible. You're welcome. Incredible. Hi, yeah, I asked her that and she like giggled and was like, yeah. Sorry, that's exciting. She apparently she's told all of her friends about it, which is very sweet. Yes, um, uh, very very nice. Thank you, Libby. Um, even if even if you're not listening to my podcast, which is unacceptable, uh, you don't support me at all. Um, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Libby. Um, thank you, Libby. Um, okay, so um, uh, speaking of, you can find all of that. I'm not. This is like the third time doing this, <laughs> y'all. If, if this is the episode you're jumping in on, what are you doing? Um, but also, like, if you if you have missed the other ones by chance, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/WorksByAbigail. All one word to see all the stuff. Social media: Kingdom Third slash Abigail K Kelly. Page, do your things quickly. Uh, Imprint.com/slash Page Hughes. Instagram.com/slash Page Hughes. P A G E H U E S. All my art stuff. Uh, DM me if you want stuff. Yeah, and also all the links for all of this are in the description below. Let's do this! Real quick, though, if you haven't had a glass of water, go get a glass of water. God damn it, Paige. I just want people to be hydrated, okay? I got a glass of water! I'm not talking to you! I'm not talking to you, I'm talking (sighs) to the listeners. It's my podcast! How dare you not talk to me on my podcast! I'm talking to the listeners! Go get a glass of water! (laughs) 
then what if they're driving? <sighs> okay. That's the answer. Okay. Yeah. Pull over. Dip your head in a creek. <laughs> get cholera. Die. Anyway. Or just go to the go. McDonald's and get a Sprite, you know? Go to the McDonald's. McDonald's. You know, I had a fucking hankering the other day. I... Oh my god, do I want a McDonald's apple pie. And I'm sorry that I'm putting this out into the universe for all of y'all who also may not be able to get a McDonald's apple pie right now, but like, don't you want a McDonald's apple pie They're right so now, though? so good. So gooey and good. They're so crisp. I disagree with people who are like, oh, the cinnamon roll hero, you know? Like, not a, I don't want a cinnamon roll. I want a McDonald's apple pie hero. I want crispy and sugary on the outside and sweet and goopy and apple on the inside. Is that um, Theodore's inspiration is a McDonald's apple pie? Um, Like, subconsciously. Yeah. Sub- maybe subconsciously, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Theod- we're not going to talk about how Theodore's real inspiration was Theodore Roosevelt on this podcast. <laughs> A fucking course it is. A fucking course it is. Y'all, y'all, real quick. I know we're kind of derailing, like, right at the beginning of this, but real quick, Abigail has such a grip on Theodore Roosevelt. He is her favorite president. He's deeply problematic. Don't at me. I am aware. She has listened to um the the documentary that you can find online. The Ken like, Burns like twenty part documentary on the Roosevelts. It's like a million different times. I think that's yeah. your go to for when you're drawing. How many times have you listened to the Ken Burns Ted- Theodore Roosevelt <sighs> documentary when you were like drawing shit, writing shit, editing shit, cleaning shit? Oh man, it's 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 at least five times, and that's like that's it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is like it's a, a fifteen-hour yeah, odyssey. It is a long it's, ass. It's... I listened to part of it one time because I was like, maybe Abigail's, maybe she knows something that I don't. <laughs> maybe this will unlock like my. Uh... <laughs> It'll be the fucking codex to to, to like, like focus unlock on, and on anything. Yeah. And I was listening to it, and I was like, well, this is interesting, but all right. It was funny too because like at the height of that, I um I went to see my brother in DC, uh, which was a mistake because DC's weather was terrible when I went. Swampy, um, swampy. As I got hell. eaten by so many giant mosquitoes. I had lesions. Anyway, um, you're welcome for that image. Uh, so I went to the National Portrait Gallery and I I saw the presidential portraits or, or I guess not the presidential portraits, but the portraits of Theodore Roosevelt and Franklin D. Roosevelt that are there. It was really, it was really funny because I like, it was like almost empty. There was only like a couple other people like milling around when I got to, when I got to my boy Teddy and I, and I went up there and I was like, oh, it's my boy. And my brother was off doing whatever he was doing, probably moping because he hates going to museums. And, uh, and I, um, I like went to take like a selfie where I was blowing Theodore a kiss, which is objectively a weird thing to do with the, with the former president of the united states um and <clears throat> who was again deeply problematic human being but you know we've all got our faves <laughs> and uh and um, he and as i was trying to do this i hear like a couple of people that standing off to the side that are like well yeah so you know we're related to him and i'm like click <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just fascinated by him. He was such a weird dude. It's 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 not that I think he was like the best president. He wasn't. I just like he's such a bizarre yeah, he, man. He has a many uh, complications and like a. Very, oh, he's got ugh. so many layers to that onion. He's just again like what Abigail said. Complicated man, problematic for sure, but very interesting to hear about. Very interesting. I The thing that I really found the most interesting about Theodore Roosevelt, which is not what we're talking about today, but <laughs> hell, fuck it, whatever, um, is is his one of the things that's pointed out a lot when people talk about him is his contained energy. Like, he was, like, the most manic mm-hmm. human being ever born. And every time you see a picture of him, he's, like, clenching a fist because he's, like, got so much energy and he just wants to do so much. And he never stopped writing in his journal. And he read, like, ten books a day. And he also was the president. And he answered, like, a million letters and all this stuff. And he loved his wife and he loved his kids. And he was, like, he was just a, a madman at the same time that he was trying to start every war he could because he loved war. And, like, that's bad. But National um, Parks! Ugh. Yeah, but national parks, like he's a fucking mad, he's a madman. Um, and uh, then he almost died in the in in the Amazon because he went on like a crazy expedition. And, and uh, he would, uh, and and he as would, like a seventy year old, he would box in the White House. Yeah, he'd box in the White House, and he'd get in, he'd get in scuffles, and he's a he's a crazy ass. He'd get he got shot. Um, had anyway, uh, yeah, he had terrible asthma and terrible eyesight. He was a fucking crazy man. It was a wild man right and so that's 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 what i like about theodore as well he's very interesting um unfortunately he does not play a part in the book we're talking about today but i wish i i oh i wish i wish gotta go find uh, a theodore roosevelt romance novel now yeah well actually i think i'm gonna pass <laughs> i think i'm gonna hard pass um but but I, I would love to know that it exists i don't think i would read it um because he loves his wife um he loved both of his wives, the one who died in childbirth and then uh, the childhood sweetheart who he spurned to marry his first wife Incredible. and then married again after or didn't or he married after the death of his first wife um, and uh, had several children with. Um, and yes, anyway, I know a lot about Theodore Roosevelt. Um, <clears throat> so the first line in, in All I Want for Christmas, oh. which is the most original title. Yes. This, so, first of all, this is the last of, of the novellas in the book. Um, it is, let's see, how many pages long is it? I haven't actually been... Okay, I'm so. surprised that the pop star one wasn't called All I Want for Christmas because she was the next Mariah Carey. Little too on the nose! Well, to, if I'm being honest, she is very clearly modeled after Mariah Carey, but in the book, it, she is said... In the text, to be the next Celine Dion, oh. which is hilarious. Um, I don't know if that tracks with anything, but but yeah. But she's very clearly Mariah Carey. Like, the, yeah, she's, she's, she's Mariah Carey. Um, I just remembered, oh my god, I just remembered what the last conflict was. What? Oh my god, what? I can't believe I forgot. The last conflict was that her manager is trying to set her up for, like, a publicity stunt where she kisses another, like, star. And uh, she does it. She does it on stage and he sees it. Oh my god. Yeah, anyway. But this is, like, after they've, like, sort of, like, already admitted that they can't be together. So he, like, gets, like, super upset and is like, I guess you can't really love a monster. It's all very oh dramatic God. and stupid. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, that was that. I can't believe I forgot that part. But this book is less than 100 pages. 100 pages long. So, uh, this one. It is by Alexis Morgan. All I Want for Christmas. And the first line is, Deck the frickin' halls. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fucking incredible. I love it. I love it. I love it already. Deck the freaking um, halls. Which is hilarious to me because... Oh, that's the song I sing. What? That's the song I sing at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, yeah, it worked. Yeah, Incre- it worked that way. Deck yeah. the freaking halls. Deck the freaking halls. Um, and it's funny because um, he he says deck the freaking halls, but then the the fucking author didn't have the strength of their convictions again. This is consistent <laughs> with all of these to be like, just have him say fucking. Just have him say fucking because she then follows it up with deck the freaking halls uh with no with no one within listening range he added a chorus of curse words just for the heck of it oh no i'm sorry did he add a chorus of curse words that just for the heck of it needed. what is that what is that you can't even say hell in the text let alone what just anyway, say fuck the, just say fuck just say hell it's fine um it's just it's weirder it's weirder to say that he said obscenities but have him say freaking. It's like it's just deck the anyway. freaking halls. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! See, deck the freaking halls. See, <laughs> stupid, stupid. Like I'm sorry, Nana. I know you hate cursing, but like for real, like that just makes no sense. Oh, Nana. Um, I, uh, side note, Nana. I'm really sorry for my potty <laughs> mouth. It's really bad. I don't know what what happens. It just it, it pops out when I talk to Abigail, and then I and then and then she curses because I curse, and I'm really sorry. I love you so it's much. It's kind of a, it's kind of a circular uh, circular. It just, it just be, train. we become an echo chamber of, of curse words, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, I mean, she knows what she's getting into at this point. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Nan. Hi, Nana. Uh, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before. I said it in the I said it in the Discord, but my my grandma's favorite episode of the podcast is um and she loves you, Paige. You know that. She I know, I know. You. Um, but her favorite episode of the podcast is the one with Christine CM Costa, um that we did for birthday month. Incredible. Um, and when I asked her why, because it's about Morning Glory Milking Farm, she was like. Which is a fantastic book, don't get me wrong. But for my grandma, I was like, this is quite the choice kind of that you made to make this your yeah. favorite. I'm curious as to what drew you to the Handjob Factory book that really <laughs> did it for you, Nan. Um, and she was like, oh, well, I'm going to be honest with you. You didn't curse very much. <laughs> and I was like, oh. But saying... But I did. But I did say Minotaur Handjob Factory three times in ten minutes. That's okay. And she was like, "Yeah, <laughs> all right, okay, all right." Love that. I love I that love, for us. I love all of that. Anyway, Christine's my my, my grandma's favorite. So, hey, hi, Christine. Christine. Shout out to Christine again. Again. Um. So this is I I. This is the one that felt the most like fan fiction to me, and I mean that in the best way. Like, it had all of the tenets of, like, a good, cozy Christmas story that was also interesting because it had a vampire in it. Um, and the main characters for this one are Egan McHale and, um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I just remembered what the, what her name is, and I need to find it. Oh my god. Oh, so I don't know if this is how it's pronounced, but it has to be how it's pronounced because I cannot fucking imagine that this name is not a pun. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't imagine it. There's no conceivable way. Her name is Della Briet. Oh, 
Um, Delabria. Delabria. Let's just move on from that, shall we? <laughs> like, I don't even know what to make of that. That doesn't seem relevant to anything. But, like, I guess it must have been an accident, but, like... Delabria. 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 Deliberate. 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 Her name is Deliberate. But why? But why? But why? But it has no, no relevance to the plot. I, why? No, no. I don't. Why? His name is Egan McHale. Her name is Deliberate. Like I don't. Anyway. Egan McHale. Della. And Deliberate. Oh my god. Deliberate. Unless it's pronounced Deliberate. Brett. It's B R. That still sounds E I T. It's still, yeah, it still is. It's still the same name. I, um, it's bonkers. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I also don't know how to feel about weird. it. I feel better than I did about the Michael Buble thing, but, like, this is, I don't know. Yeah, Michael Buble was so out of pocket. It... <laughs> yeah, that one just, that one really kicked me right in the shin. Side note, the, the phrase out of pocket make, makes Andrew mad. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it doesn't make much sense, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, Della. I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just kind of luxuriating in that. Um, so, <clears throat> um, basically, the only thing, the only thing that I did not like about this, which is, I feel like I got cop fished. I got cop fished by this story because I didn't find out until like I was too deep in that this man was just a cop. Ugh. Um, which is. If you've listened to the podcast before, not my favorite type of romance, um, by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I don't like military or cop romances. Not my vibe. Um, and but, I mean, I I will give this some grace because I mean he I mean he is he is a vampire, so like I guess that kind of nullifies certain things. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna get, if I'm gonna allow if I'm gonna allow vampires to exist in this universe, I will guess also allow this man to be a cop. But <laughs> but yeah, I it was. He's basically, Egan is on the hunt for um, some vampires or a vampire gang or something that is abducting teenagers and draining them of blood. Um, And kind of like in the first one we talked about, um, like there is a sort of overarching um, like uh, structure that kind of stops vampires from going rogue and like they help each other out and they, they, you know, make sure that if like somebody was turned accidentally or something like they should be found and like either helped to, to get them on their way so that they actually understand what they are and how to exist in this world without, you know, killing everybody mm-hmm. or they get put down essentially. Um, and that's kind of his job, but he is literally a cop. Like he, he has a sergeant, he, um, or like a lieutenant, I guess. And he, um, he has a badge and there's like a bunch of other like supernatural cops that he works with. And now I don't know if they are officially part of like the Seattle payroll. This also takes place in Seattle, by the way. Um, but they all have like badges and stuff. So I guess these just cops again, this is a, all of these books had this in common where there was a part of me that was like, is this just, do people just know about like, no, I guess not. They don't know, but they might as well for anyway. It's, 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 it's a lot. Um, but he's basically on the hunt for these, these people who are killing teenagers. And while he's doing the circuit of this neighborhood, he keeps coming across this diner that he really, really is drawn to. And I wonder why. Oh. It might be because Delabriate. <laughs> it's just, I will 
will give you the name Della. I cannot give you Briet. I cannot Briet. give you Briet. Call her Della Smith or something. Like anything. Call her Della Christmas if you must. <laughs> I like I can't. I can't. Like I can't with this. Della Holiday. There we go. Anyway, um, so he sees her like every night in the windows of this. I imagine it's that diner from that one really famous painting. Mm-hmm. Um. With the big windows. Yes. And he, like, stands across the street and he sees her. And she's, like, seen him, too, a couple of times. And uh, finally, one night, when he's cursing the freaking halls, man. Oh, he's, he's freaking, he's freaking elves and he's freaking Christmas carols, am I right? Grinch and what all. Black coffee. <laughs> um, he, he decides to go in because he's, like... It's fucking cold out. <laughs> I'm probably going to go in there. And um, he encounters Della for the first time. And there's no, like, none of these have that, like, well, I guess except for the fucking angel one, which I didn't read. Have, like, an immediate, like, soulmate connection thing. But they're, like, really drawn to each other. And he ends up stopping her from getting robbed um, because it's the, it's her, it's her diner. And she's, like, known around town as, or at least in her neighborhood, as being, like, super, super caring. She's, like, the nicest person alive. And she's always giving people free meals and, like, letting them work it off so that they feel better about it and, Mm -hmm. like, helps out people, hires, like, people who need help, stuff like that. She's a character that I genuinely really enjoyed. She sounds lovely. It didn't feel... It didn't, it didn't feel saccharine. He didn't feel weird. He was just, like, a kind of jaded vampire who's, like, spent a long time hunting down bad people. Well, that's fine. And he wasn't, that's like, fine. he wasn't grimdark. He wasn't, like, uh, Daniel from the other one where he was, like, I'm a monster. No, he's just, like, oh, my life. Well, you know, I'm not only a vampire, but I'm also a cop. Like, my life kind of it's just, is just He's burnt out. Yeah, he's just burnt out. And he, he's trying to save some lives, and he feels like he's failing. Um... And she's just really nice. She just, she does what she can in the little things she can do. And she's all alone. She, she doesn't have any family. Um, so her family is her customers that come by. Um, and she, unbeknownst to her, a lot of her customers are in fact themselves supernaturals. And it turns out like at the end, you find out like everyone who works for her is a supernatural. <laughs> Like, like her cook is a supernatural. He's a werewolf. Her best friend is a werewolf who fucking really hates Egan and tries to like scare him off Oof. several times. Um, the old man who looks at her like a daughter and who she like helps out and gives free meals all the time. Um, like he's a he's Fay and like That's so he sweet. It's, it's yeah it's it's uh it's 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 very good and and um she has no idea until they like um. He kind of goes in and out of her life because he realizes that one of the, the her her like busboy basically is being targeted by these people who they discover are selling or they're buying blood from teenagers and then when they get tired of them they just drain them completely. Um, so he realizes that her busboy is selling blood and probably is going to die soon. So he's going to use him as sort of like, he's going to track them down using this kid. Mm -hmm. And um, so he kind of tries to insinuate himself more in the diner and uh, while doing so falls in love with her. And also is like, I really like, I'm, I'm into some dark shit and I don't know, she's a really, really kind human being and I don't, necessarily want to bring that into her life so it's not this big existential crisis of like i'm a vampire and i must protect my secret like it's none of that it's very much like he just doesn't want to bring any negativity into her life and he feels like that's all he can offer um and life you know one thing i really liked about this story was the the casual world building was really well done we find out that like um 
many vampires have human mates. Um, it's totally fine. How they slow aging is that they just like over time gradually like give them their blood like a little bit at a time and so it like slows their aging down mm-hmm. um and that like they can create a sort of blood bond which means that like the vampire half of the partnership can like feel their emotions and they can talk to telepathically so that they can like keep each other safe and stuff and so it's like normal it's it's actually a normal thing like he they can have kids they would just be full vampires as well and like it's not a big deal the big deal is that he's just kind of sad <laughs> And I like that. I like these yeah. low stakes. Like it was really, it was really refreshing to have just like she's just a normal human being who's just really nice and doesn't have like any like big hullabaloo going on with her. She's not a pop star. She's not you know doesn't have her memory wiped. She's, she's just, just a, just a nice kind person. person. Yeah, and that's why everyone loves yeah. her. <laughs> like that was after everything we've been through with these stories. That was really refreshing. <laughs> Um, so basically he insinuates himself into, into the, uh, um, you know, family there in the diner. And this is also, I think, the most Christmassy one. This was the most, like, Hallmark movie of them all. Because, uh, like, there's a kiss under the mistletoe. There's an actual, like, Christmas, you know, gift exchange. Because all the, the, the friends show up at the diner and, and have Christmas together. And, um, there's, like, a hanging up the decoration scene. Whereas the other ones, like, Christmas was, like, the holiday was kind of irrelevant. It just happened to be happening at the same time. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it was, it was really sweet. And they're like, um, breakup moment, you could say, uh, was, I know it's because he decides he's like, I, I, now that we have all the information we need, I just need to get out of her life after they've, um, they've, they've kissed and stuff. And they've, they, he's like, I need to, this is bad. I'm, I'm in too deep. I need to get out of this. I, I have enough information. I have no reason to continue to go back there. And she's like heartbroken about it. Cause he just like. Doesn't show up. Aw, you know, that's so sad. It's really sad. It's really sad, and which is like a testament to like how how well this was written. That I like actually was like, oh, oh, Regan, damn, don't do that to Del Bria. <laughs> I hate that fucking name so much. She <laughs> sounds wonderful. Really takes the wind out of the sails, the doesn't it? Is, is frankly unforgivable. It's unforgivable. They never refer to her by her last name ever again. He gets called by his last name a couple of times. Her, she doesn't. And it's like, you know, you had to have known. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, so he, he does show up one night, though. He, he turns out he can't stay away because, of course, he can't stay away. Um, and he watches her um, late one night after closing. She's, like, preparing a bunch of Christmas cookies for everybody. And she slices her, her like, she fucking eviscerates her oh, hand no. uh, with, a, with a knife when she's chopping up chocolate. Um, and of course he rushes to her rescue and, um, is like, ah, fuck, like, you're gonna, you're gonna, like, lose use of that hand if I don't fix this for you. And so that's actually how he's revealed as a vampire because he, like, licks her hand and his, like, saliva cleans it up and, like, and heals it. And he knows that there's no way for him to wipe her memory, um, completely, even though he's tempted, but she'll see the scar yeah so he's like oh well that that just won't work and on top of that he knows that even if his saliva heals it the cut was deep enough that it like has destroyed her nerves and she probably won't have use of the hand no. and so he's like the only way that i can make sure she doesn't lose what she loves which is this diner and her ability to like run it and cook for people she loves and do all the things she loves to do is to give her his blood just a little bit so that she'll heal completely 
Um, so he does that. Like, oh. like it's not a, oh, she cuts herself and he's revealed because he goes into, like, a bloodlust or whatever. No, he reveals himself deliberately because he wanted to make sure that she could still have the thing she loved. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, it's really good. And then he immediately thinks that she rejects him because he's, like, he's, he, that's what he's expecting. Um, and so she, like, she freaks out, like, a tiny bit. Like, she's, like, okay, hold the fucking phone. <laughs> Holy shit. What the fuck? And then he's like, also, I made you drink a little bit of my blood when I gave you that tea earlier. And she's like, what the fucking? <laughs> Which is a fair reaction, I feel like, to that. Oh, that is a fair reaction. Yeah, I would I would also be a little distressed if I found out my crush <laughs> whipped up a blood milkshake for oh. me. Um, oh, it wasn't a milkshake. Sorry, it was chai. <laughs> oh, no. Blood chai. Blood chai. Uh, Spicy. Uh, mm. <laughs> Coppery. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so he, so he like he saves her and then he like goes away and she's like, "Fuck, <laughs> damn it! I didn't mean to reject you. I was just like you had to give me a minute to process." Uh, and then she calls him back and then they and then they do it and it's beautiful and they're all happy and stuff. But he's also still immediately like, "Okay, we're like we're not together though. Like this can't actually happen. I can't bring this into your life. Like I'm glad you accept me and like it means the world to me, and I'm definitely in love with you or whatever the fuck." But like. It doesn't mean that this can actually happen. So he so he leaves. Um, it's heartbreaking for Portella and also for him. Sounds so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. But I liked that because that was standing in the strength of your convictions. Like he he wasn't gonna do it. He wasn't gonna continue on having a relationship with her. And he and he follows through with that, even though he like they had this moment. He's like, but still, I can't yeah. do this to you because you mean more to me than than my feelings. Um. And, uh, and so they, so they, they, he parts ways and she's kind of like, oh, I figure he's not gonna, he's probably not gonna come back. I've got that feeling he's not gonna come back. Um, and he's real fucked up about it. And he gets even more fucked up when he realizes he has accidentally blood bonded himself to her. Whoops. (laughs) You just accidentally, uh, bond for life with someone. Cause he like what basically he he figures out the math of it is that okay he drank her blood because when he licked her hand and then he gave her a little bit of his blood and he's like well if we had just done those two things it wouldn't have been that bad and it probably wouldn't have took like taken right um but then <laughs> but then he's like oh but then we did have sex and then while I came I did bite her and drink like a lot no so that probably just... that probably <gasps> did it actually <laughs> did you forget about probably that? sealed thing Listening to Michael Bublé and got got too into <laughs> yeah, it. They, they put on some Celine Dion and really got into the groove. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so he goes like to his like sergeant or whatever, and his sergeant's like this no nonsense talking like cop, and he's like, "What's wrong, son?" Uh, and he's like, tells him the whole story, and he's just like, "Well, you fucking dumbass. It's fine. It's fine." And it kills me because at one point he's like, "Well, pretty much the only problem is I'm not." Most, you know, a lot of women aren't cut out to be a cop's wife. And I was like, that's gross. The thing you just said, that's gross. gross. And I get what he meant, which was that, like, he's dealing with a lot of dark shit, but also gross. Because she's a human being. She wouldn't just be cop's wife anyway. Gross. Um, But then his his sergeant's like, dude, please don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be, you, don't first be of all, stupid. you've literally blood bonded to her. You're like psychically attached to her for the rest of your natural life. Like, Ugh. buddy, 
you're it's done it's, it's done. done so uh you might as well go back and live your life and be totally fine because this is a thing we've we like we half of us are married to humans what the fuck is your issue like what are you talking about um uh, but he realizes in the middle of this conversation with the sergeant that he feels inner psychic connection ripples um and it turns out that our girl Delabriant has gotten into some mischief, by which I mean she went to check on her wayward busboy, who's very clearly she was worried about and, like, was getting into some stuff that she didn't understand. Because she didn't know that, like... She has no idea all this point, by the way, that Egan is an undercover cop and has been, like, trying to figure some shit out. She just thought he was, like, some guy and then some vampire. Um, And so she somehow gets into a situation where her and... um, her busboy are like running from this group of vampires and of course Egan shows up at the last minute and saves them and that is when she also discovers that like they have a psychic connection and shit um and and then they like make up and it's all good um but again (laughs) infuriatingly (laughs) so we went through all of that yeah yeah you followed that yeah. And I mentioned the part where they're blood bonded for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm just, I, I think I just got to read it. I think I just got, uh-huh. I think I just uh-huh. got to read it okay. to you. Okay. okay. Story time. <clears throat> this is the last, yeah, the last couple of paragraphs here. There's a few more. Second to last page. I wasn't sure you'd come. I almost didn't. I have to be honest with you, Della. Living with a vampire is hard enough, but my job only makes it that much worse. When I get tied up in a case, I can be gone for days at a time. He nuzzled her neck. But then I realized the only present I wanted for Christmas was you. That is, if you'll have me. Not sure how it happened, but I love you, Della. She let his truth settle deep inside her. I love you too, Egan, and I don't care how long you're gone as long as you promise to always come back to me. He gently spun her around to face him and held out a small box. Wild horses, werewolves, and old elves couldn't keep me away. Marry me? Oh. Oh, yes! She slipped the ring on her finger and then leaped into his arms. His kiss was everything she'd ever hoped for. More than a little breathless, she retreated back a step. We'd better take this inside. And then she finds out he's wearing, like, a stupid t-shirt. And that's the end of the- that's the end of the story. (sighs) Ah. Throw it! Why? They're already blood-bonded. They don't need to get married. They can get to know each other for a little bit longer. They've known each other, like, in real time for a fucking week or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm just... Live with each other first, at the very least. There are, like, honest to God, like, I, I don't mind marriage in these. Like, that's I mean, I want them to end up together, so it doesn't really matter how that mm-hmm. happens or wh- under what title that happens. But it it bothers me when it feels shoehorned in yeah. because I already, as a reader, am committed to—I'm committed to their commitment. I understand yeah. that they're going to be together. For, they literally have a psychic and blood connection. They're not going anywhere. I understand that. So why is it that we feel we need to tie it in this little bow of like, oh, also they're going to get married under the eyes of God? It's like a really weird—unless there's like a, an outside reason for that, like, I don't know, to like— 
solidify their connection in the eyes of the law or something like some some other reason. But that just felt like just, oh, the readers are going to be mad if I don't have yeah, them get married I don't or something. It just felt that. weird. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right. No. It no. Just it felt. Feel right. It felt very strange. And also the like the the hammy like. But all I want for Christmas is you. When like that was never a concern. That was never, a, there was never any, it's just, it's just weird. It's like you tried to end it like a Hallmark movie Ugh. and we had a really great, like, thing going on prior to this. It was just very, it's very strange. It's very strange. It's very strange. Just, just to like, yeah, they like punched it in. <laughs> like, and don't yeah. forget, they're getting married. And don't forget, it's Christmas. And also, it's been Christmas this whole time. It's almost like an editor saw the original and was like, oh, I don't feel like you had enough Christmas at the end. Can you just add a little bit more Christmas? Can you sprinkle some more Christ in there? <laughs> um, oh, and I crumble up some communion wafers and just kind of sprinkle it on, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, that's the one I like the most. And I, I had a great time until the like... The very, very, very end. The very Literally the last page again. We're like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess. Let's just wipe out both of your personalities in like four paragraphs. That like, none of this makes sense. I don't even need them to say I love you. I know they love each other. Like, I know that that's like a debate in the romance community that some people are like, they have to say they love each other. I don't frankly fucking notice when they don't. Because I am fully aware that by the time I get to the end of the story... They are in love with each yeah, other. You can... Their actions should say it. Their thoughts yeah. should say it. They're like, everything about them should say that they're in love with this person. And if you don't have that, well, then I don't think you've written a romance novel. Um, bad news. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, like, I don't know. It just feels, like, very corny and just, like, shoehorned into an otherwise pretty, like, decent, uh, pretty decent story. So, anyway. That's that's a MP up for Christmas. Christmas. Going to unwrap a vampire for Christmas, have him jump out the box and say, Boo! Hi, I'm a vampire! Want to suck your blood and marry you! Commitment! Woo! Two ghosts there at the end. I mean, I'd also, I'd also, I'd also marry ghosts. Oh my god, Christmas Carol, but it's sexy. Christmas Carol, but it's sexy, yeah. you say? That would be a great uh, reverse harem, huh? I think so. Yeah, which is a term I hate, by the way, but it's one we've decided to use. Um, no, mm. it's just it's just a regular harem. It's just why is it female specific? I don't know. I don't just, know. It's just a regular. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what's up with that. Y'all need to stop doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's that's been it. That's that's uh that's been that's been Christmas episodes, man. Christmas. Pray for me. Pray for me right now because <laughs> Abigail's going through. Uh... <laughs> When it's go when this comes out, Abigail's gonna be in the thick of it all. She's gonna be working at the bookshop five days a week. She's gonna be editing her shit. She's gonna be like prepping for the Patreon. December's gonna be rough, rough, buddy. December's gonna be so fucking rough. I mean, I've done. Uh, there, there were there were Christmases there where I did, um, you know. I was going to school almost full time yeah. at the same time that I was also working as a nanny and also writing a book and also working at the bookshop. Yeah. Um, but it's never like that. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a lot. Listen, 
It's going to be a finite amount of time, and that's all I can promise myself. <laughs> it will it will begin and it will end. This too this, is, this too shall pass. That's the motto for will. December. It's only a few weeks I can You can do it. it. Just um, make sure you drink water, stay hydrated, eat your vegetables, have a good healthy meal, take your breaks cuz you need breaks. Uh, yeah, no one takes breaks, but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. Um yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot. So everyone, be nice to your local booksellers if you are lucky enough to have any. Um, we're doing our best. Just be um, nice. And don't fucking make anyone wrap your gifts for you. Stop it. Stop it. I have people come in and they're like, I bought this book a week ago. Can you wrap it? No. Fucking piece of shit. Garbage. Um, but yeah, so that's that's it. That's that's all. That's all there is, folks. I wish you a merry holiday, whatever you celebrate in whichever way you celebrate or if you don't celebrate at all. You know, I hope you have a good few days off from work. I at least I hope um, I am getting Christmas off. <laughs> And that's about it. <laughs> um, Christmas Day, I should say. I will be working Christmas Eve. Um, so, like, condolences to me would be appreciated. Thank you very much. Uh, someone send food. <laughs> Good thoughts, everyone. Good thoughts. Yeah, think of thoughts and subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash works by Abigail. So that maybe, hopefully, next year I won't have to work so much. That's just, that's the goal. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. That's it. Paige, what are your pluggables? Pluggables, imprint.com slash pagehues, instagram.com slash pagehues, P-A-G-E-H-U-E-S. Links in the description. I'm going to get mushy here real quick. Um, I know holidays can be a really, really tough time for some people, whether if you have family issues or, like, it just doesn't, you know, work well with your brain. Um, You can do it. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be later December. We just have a little bit left to go, and I believe mm-hmm. in you. I hope this podcast takes anything off your brain, even for a little bit. But you got this. I believe in you. We're almost there. Yeah. Yeah, the holidays can be really tough. Um, and for not just for working retail reasons. Yes. <laughs> so I hope I hope all of you are doing all right. I hope that you are reading. Um, I hope that you're eating good food, whatever that means to you, and that, uh, you know, you're... You're, you're keeping on keeping yeah. on. If you're listening, yeah, uh, go get a, a cup of hot chocolatey and uh, post a picture of it in the food uh, tab on the Discord. Tag the, me. The Nutri-Nots The Nutri-Nots Tag me in all of your hot chocolate picks right now. Go do it. That's going to be a lot of hot chocolate picks. I lo- I, you know we both love a hot chocolate. We love fucking hot chocolatey. So good, man. So good. I had some hot chocolate last night. I had, I had a hot chocolate dinner. Nice. Along, along with my gnocchi dinner. <laughs> my actual gnocchi nice. dinner. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I it's going to be weird. I've never taken... I, we've been doing this podcast now for over a year. I haven't taken any week off. <laughs> uh, any any week. Any day. Uh, so, there's not going to be an episode next week. Um, God forgive me for for taking a week off but i i think i think it should be okay we're gonna come back and do some cool stuff and i hope that by the time we come back i will feel refreshed and ready to do more interesting stuff i got big plans for next year i got a lot of like crossover episodes and a lot of um i want to do some more history of romance episodes and all this good stuff just nothing that i can do at the moment so keep an eye out for that all the links for everything are below 
Um, if you want content, if you if you just miss me so much, go back and listen to the old episodes of the podcast. There's fucking like There's sixty a bunch of, of them. now. Yeah, man. There's tons. We've got many, many hours of content you can listen to, good and bad. <laughs> Um, and also there's going to be at this very moment, probably, I imagine I'm going to try and release it before Christmas. Um, the, the short story that people picked on the Patreon. Yes, so very exciting. if you want to read that, head on over to the Patreon, but all the links to all of that are below. So I hope you have a good holiday season. Oh wait, Abigail, real I quick. I hope that you get some rest. Oh, uh, you should, um, link the Ken Burns, uh, Theodore Roosevelt yeah. <laughs> documentary down below. Cause that's also. It's on, it's on Netflix. You can look for it. It's on Netflix. It's very soothing. It's so soothing. <laughs> So, so you don't even have to watch it because Ken Burns, it's just photos moving slowly across the screen. So you can just listen to it. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So yeah, go give that a listen if you're into it. Um, and imagine me embarrassing myself in front of Theodore Roosevelt's relatives. Okay. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Kingdom of Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.